now. I can hear you. You gotta turn mute off off the microphone, and that 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 does it. Yeah, it that works, doesn't it? <laughs> That's okay. So, how you been? Good, good. And yourself? Uh, as good as can be. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to get this all behind us, but uh, yeah. it's uh, it's been a long eighteen months of uh, just trying to figure out uh, how we can get by and move back to some normality in our lives. Mm -hmm. But the theater, but the theater's coming back. Mm -hmm. Yay! Yay! Thank goodness! Yeah. Thank goodness! Yeah. yeah. So uh, happy about that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, missing the theater is kind of part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast because I miss everybody. So, well, there you. Yeah. Yeah. Chance to to chat. Okay. To kind of, What's that? Reminisce and yeah, yeah, to reminisce. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So uh, exactly. I'll let you I'll let you lead us off then, uh, Dallas. <laughs> okay. Um, so welcome. Oh, I should before I do that. My biggest fear is uh, mispronouncing someone's last name. Is it Pask? Okay. It is. You, okay. Right on. Okay. Okay. Welcome to welcome to Sarnia Famous, uh, Ron Pask. How we know each other. We were uh, stage buddies for Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, yeah. I can't remember all the things that we had to move, but I just remember that hydraulic set piece that was, oh, was such all... a nightmare. Um, yeah. And every night I almost got trapped between it, the wall, and that drink cart. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. I, I like do. Leap out lightning fast. <laughs> that was the, that. That's something that's just the magic of theater. I mean, nobody. Nobody in the audience would know any of that stuff that was happening. I mean, us backstage were, you know, uh, basically struggling to get things done and, and, and everything like that. But everything on the stage looks like it's nice and calm. And yeah. and uh, that's that's exactly what you want, right? That's what you want to happen, exactly. But meanwhile, it's chaos behind the scenes. <laughs> I don't Just know. adds to the fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I am curious what inspired you to get involved in theater? Well, back, I'm going to say it was the mid nineties. Uh, I had uh, a very good friend of mine, George Wood Jr. Was, uh, was very instrumental in theater Sarnia, uh, throughout the years and he'd been involved. Well, he'd been involved for quite a few years before I even, uh, got involved. And, um, we were good friends. I was good friends with George, and George had come over for dinner one night, and he would said to my wife, he said, you know what? He says, I'm directing the Christmas show, and I'm looking for somebody to produce it. So my wife said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll produce it. I mean, somebody, if I can get help, guide me, somebody, uh, I'll certainly do what I could do. And after dinner, he left and everything like that, and I got thinking, you know what? I've always wanted to try that theater stuff. And so I went, I knew when the auditions were, of course. So I went and auditioned and it was a, a pantomime, a Christmas pantomime that we'd done. And uh, it was Aladdin. And um, I went up there. It was a cold read, which, uh, and I'm not a strong reader, but it's a cold read uh, and an audition and everything like that. And I got the uh, part of Baron Broke. Uh, so, uh, uh, and, 
And from then on, that was 1994, December 1994. And then uh, from then on, the theater bug bit me, and uh, I just uh, continued to audition for different things. And, and then, you know, got myself uh, uh, into different uh, uh, stage managing, assistant stage managing, props, uh, you know, a set construction and different things like that. And uh, even, uh, of course, now I've produced and directed shows. And uh, so, it's, yeah, that that was my start, though, was was uh, just going out and just basically, hey, what have I got to lose? And I read it and got the part, and the theatre bug bit me. Yep, for sure. So which, um, having dabbled in all of those different types of roles, which do you think uh, speaks to you the most? Oh, gosh, that's a good question, Dallas. Um, I'm thinking that um, I, I, equally, I like directing and I like being on stage. Okay. Is it dependent on kind of where your life is at or how busy things are or even the play itself? Well, exactly. It's the play itself. Um, uh, basically, um, I'm a guy that I like to direct comedies um uh not musically inclined or anything like that uh i have directed a, a, a musical uh uh last well now what was it three years ago when we did uh, a christmas story or whatever anyway i directed a christmas story and it was it was uh, a lot of fun but i i'm more of a, a comedy type of guy i i like the the farce the the you know open one door uh, and somebody else steps out another door type of thing. I, I, I love that type of, uh, uh, of uh, farce uh, comedy. Okay. So let's imagine that you have unlimited resources and um, there's no such thing as COVID. What play <laughs> would you want to perform in and what play would you want to direct? I want to direct um, Sheer Madness. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but I would love to direct that. And and and, and that's the type of play that's really a, kind of a an audience participation type thing yeah. because the audience gets to vote uh, uh, basically how who the, who who the culprit is or who the the person is at the en end of the whole thing. So at the inter intermission or whatever, they vote you know whoever who, whoever they think is 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 uh, the the cause of the the whole thing. Uh, at the ending, so you have about two or two different, two or three different endings that you rehearse, so that as soon as you get that vote from the audience, this is the ending. This is the direction we're going tonight. Is is this way? So that's the that's one that I would love to, um, I'd love to direct. Uh, it's not a farce, but uh, the, it's the it's name, a comp. The name is familiar to me, but do you mind um, just reminding me the synopsis of the play? Uh, well, it takes place in a, um, uh, a, ha a hairdressing studio place or, or whatever. And, um, there's, uh, there, there's some shenanigans that, uh, happen, uh, and, uh, some, uh, some faithful or some things that, uh, that probably shouldn't happen happened. And and then you've got to try and figure out, well, who's the one that was most probably most responsible for this to have happened or whatever. So, um, like I say, that's where you've got your three different endings that you've rehearsed.
but the audience again gets to choose how the outcome of the play is that's exciting that would be a lot of fun yeah. and then every night could be a different iteration of the play it is it is you know what we've always said whenever i do a play and i i, and I know you've been in, in in a few or whatever sometimes you get out there and even just doing a, a, a comedy or, or whatever play you do a different play every night and, and you're not supposed to be doing it right i mean you could drop lines here or or something strange happens on stage and so uh yeah but this one is meant to cheer madness is meant to be uh, a different ending unless the audience votes uh, the same ending uh every night which i i would find kind of rare but yeah, for sure. Um, that that that's the one I would like to direct. As far as what would I like to uh, go on stage with? Um, boy, I don't know. There's so many good shows out there. Um, there's no, nothing really. I mean, I, I I've had the pleasure of doing the best little horrors in Texas. I enjoyed that. I uh, I and I played uh, the sheriff in, in that one, and uh, and I. Uh, but as far as, uh, again, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head here, Dallas, uh, what I would like to do. Well, no, it's a little bit of the hot seat, isn't it? It's so easy yeah. for me because I just sit here and smile at you and listen. and <laughs> It's a good gig and, for me. <laughs> yeah, and just nod your head. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, super easy for me. Um, so out of the plays that you've worked on then, uh, you'd mentioned, was it the little... What did you say? The shop of the best, best, best little whore, whorehouse in Texas. Whorehouse in Texas. Thank you. Like you said it three seconds ago, and I already that, couldn't that's remember. That's okay. <laughs> um, what other what other shows stand out in your mind? Uh, uh, well, like I say, there there's a whack of them. Um, little Abner. Uh, what else did we do? Um, I loved doing Little Abner too. That was that was a great show. Um, I like doing shorthanded, which is one that we've done fairly recent. It was the hockey one in the dress room. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, got back to some of my my athletic roots, uh, you know, sitting around in a locker room. So uh, that was fun. Um, I'm just, uh, oh, what else were we in? I mean, we've done a million different comedies. Uh, uh, Move over, Mrs. Markham, uh, and th that's a British farce. And again, we've done a lot of British farce with theater, Sarnia, and uh, and but but people love those. Uh, people, I mean, I think when a person goes to the theater, you know, if they've worked all day or whatever, they're going to go to the theater at night, and it's kind of like boom, I can go and I can forget about the whole week that we just had or whatever. I can come and I can laugh, and 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 that's why that's why I do enjoy doing comedies and. And like I say, you can uh, just go there and uh, and chill out and laugh and forget about the worries in the world. What do you think about, I, I remember there being kind of um, <clears throat> like an unspoken rule or a myth that Friday night crowds were the worst crowds, that they were too tired and maybe not hitting the bar enough. Um, I don't know. Um... You know, because because we changed our we used to run start starting on a Monday. We used to go Monday oh. right through that whole week, uh, uh, and then years ago, then we changed it to two different weekends. Uh, 
that we would uh, perform and, and stuff like that. So um, I, I don't know, Friday night, because Friday night now would be um, an opening night crowd, correct? Uh, I, I think uh, of our shows now. So, I mean, on opening night, everybody's pumped to get on stage as it is anyway. You do feed off the audience uh, mm -hmm. quite a bit, as you know, and uh, get you that energy and, and, and to keep the energy and level up uh, up there. But uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't buy into the Friday night being, you no, know, quiet or, or whatever. I, I, uh, no, I don't, I, I, I don't think it is anyway. Um, and how are you involved in the theater, even with the pandemic going on right now? Is there any ways that you're still staying involved? I am. I, I actually, we just had our AGM just this month here, September, for uh, September 7th. And I've just come off of the board. Uh, I was on, on the board of directors for Theater Eternia. So during, through all this pandemic, uh, we even have certainly our meetings and, and decisions had to be made on what should we do? What shouldn't we do? And and how should we handle things? Which Brian has been doing such an awesome job with. Brian Austin Jr. has been doing such an awesome job with uh, in running the theater. Uh, and then I also sit on the governance committee, so uh, uh, that keeps uh, that that's been keeping me busy and kind of out of trouble and different things like that. And the governance and the governance committee. I mean, that's where we're, we're creating policies and procedures and different things like that of how the organization should run in each position on the board or, uh, uh, you know, what, uh, what their, uh, responsibilities are and stuff like that. So how do the, the board of directors and the govern governing committee governance do, governance, thank you committee. Like how do they differ or how do they connect? Uh, well, every we've got uh, we've got uh, five different committees that are uh, with Theater Sarnia. Uh, you've got your play reading, you've got your finance, you've got your community engagement, your governance, and um, uh, uh, fundraising. So all those committees meet and and basically. Uh, so if I'm on the governance committee. I do. I work with the group that's on the governance committee on all the policies and procedures and everything like that. And when we're ready to have some type of a policy put in place, then we take it to the board. The board gets the final, yeah or nay. But the board doesn't have the time to work on all these different little um, uh, policies and things like that because I mean it, it's time consuming. So that's why we have all the different committees. Or if you're on the play reading, of course, then you're the one or the the, the production committee or something like that. Then, you, then you're in charge of uh, uh, of making sure that you bring the play bill forward. And and the board doesn't have to go chasing, oh, what plays are we going to put together? That's done by that committee and, and so on and so forth. So I think the difference is uh, not that the board doesn't do any work. The board does a lot of work. But uh, it, the board oversees and basically gets um, the final approval on whatever uh, the committees are bringing forward to them so that uh, whether they're good or bad. And, and the board can refuse it and say, you know, we don't have enough information. Can you guys take that back and work on that a little bit more? And so that type of stuff happens. Everybody that sits on the board of directors is on one of those committees, whether it be community engagement, production, fi finance, governance, you know, so uh, 
everybody on the board is 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 a committee member as well. And can just anybody get involved in either of those groups? Yes. Yes, you, uh, anybody that wants to, uh, if you've got a real strong uh, background in, in, in uh, policies and procedures, uh, then uh, you, can, uh, you can get involved by contacting uh, the theater and, and saying, hey, listen, I'd really like to uh, come on the governance committee and, uh, and see what I can do to help out uh, the theater that way. Um, some people always thought, well, I've got to be a board member to sit on these committees. You do not. You can just, uh, like I say, if you've got something that you're, you're there that really, you know, where there's community engagement and you say, hey, I've got all these great ideas to help bring the group together type of thing. Um, and, and I'd like to reach out to somebody and maybe get involved some way. Hey, there, there's, there's always, and they're always accepting people to say, hey, come on in and and let's see if uh, we can't get something going. And a lot of the people then that have been committee members, then they may seek to go to the board of directors. And, and once they get their feet wet with how the organization runs and different things like that. So, yeah, that's so. So what's the procedure um, for the board? Like how often are new members introduced to that uh, group? Okay. Well, this year uh, we had actually four new members come on the board. We have a board of 11. Uh, we had four new mem new members uh, come onto the board, and um, they uh, they so they're voted in this year. They all have a three-year term, uh, and other board members, uh, of course, that are sitting in the existing board or uh, remaining board members, uh, they may have only have a one year left. Or, or two years left, depending on when they got voted onto the board. So after your third year, you have to, if you want to stay on the board for another three-year term, you have to run uh, and then be voted in by the members whether or not you're, you're getting their, your second uh, three-year term. Uh, and you can only do two three-year terms, so six years, total of six years is the maximum you can do. And then you've got to take a year away from the board and then again, if you want to run after that, you can again throw your hat in the ring. Okay. And is it is there a set time of the year that new members go and come in, or is it more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, because they're always voted in at the September or our our AGM is in September. That's usually when we we would vote on any new board members or vote on the board uh, because everybody any member can can come in and. To the AGM and find out, hey, how is this business? How are we doing anyway? Uh, so usually by, I think it's by about the 15th of July, uh, people who want to apply for the board have sent their application in, and basically uh, it has to be in by the 15th of the July because we have to get our uh, AGM agenda out uh, 30 days prior to the AGM. So it was September 7th this year. So by August 7th, everything had to be out. So by the middle of July, we would have had everything kind of collected and in place, and then we would have uh, uh, been able to send everything out. So yeah. So so next year, basically, uh, there'll probably be a recruiting. They might put it out by an email uh, where it says, "Hey, we're now taking applications for 
theater sorry board of member of directors and uh, that usually comes out May, probably, yeah, about May, the end of May. Okay. And do you do you need to have been on one of the committees like you were describing or have previous that, that, with? That, uh, no, uh, you don't have to be on one of the committees. Uh, previous experience, if you've had it on other boards or whatever, is certainly a, a plus. Um, but... Uh, you can um, basically come in very raw and not knowing or anything like that. And if you're uh, the proper candidate, you got to sell yourself to the members, obviously, to get their vote. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the whole, uh, the whole procedure. It's, it's kind of cool to, to see how it happens. And, and then, like I say, once you get those applications uh, into the, into the chairman of the, uh, of, of the board, uh, then you, you meet them and they brief you on what's all involved in, in sitting on the board of directors. And, and if you want to, then uh, you pursue that and where you go. Okay. Um, maybe we'll, we'll chat about something more fun now that I've been drilling you with all these hard questions. Um, no. I'm just curious about all of those kinds of things and, and maybe there'll be somebody who's listening that's also curious and want to get involved. Um, so I don't know why, but I, I love to hear like kind of the, the funny behind the scenes stories. So, you know, maybe there's a, a wardrobe mal, um, gosh, what's the word malfunction, wardrobe malfunction or something that you can remember, uh, any kind of funny stories that you still reminisce on and enjoy that you, you want to share. Yeah, well, there, I mean, there there are a couple, of course. Uh, uh, <clears throat> when we were doing the Best Little Horror House in Texas, uh, uh, I like I said, I was playing the sheriff uh, in that particular production, and you've got a lot of. I had a lot of lines, and so the orchestra is was on the stage for that. Uh, uh, that particular play, we were on scaffolding and different things like that. So, I'm sitting right in front of where the uh, uh, piano, uh, grand piano is, and Carrie uh, Beauchamp was playing the piano in the orchestra and everything like that. And we're and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting with Miss Mona, who was the Dolly Parton character uh, in the movie. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but anyway. Uh, and, and we're just kind of having a, a sweet talk back and forth and everything like that. And all of a sudden, I went dry. And I, I had lines I had to say to her. And there was only her and I on the stage. And I went dry. And, and it's kind of like I'm turning and looking at her. And my and, and, and in my eyes, I'm saying, help, help me, help me, help, help me. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, oh, shucks, darn, and everything like that. Carrie Beauchamp, who's sitting behind me on the piano, all she said was two words to my line, and I was away. Oh, if she hadn't goodness. been back there, yeah, and, and then I was away. But, I mean, she, she recognized I was, I was having trouble out there. So that, that's one thing that I can remember, going dry on stage, and it's not any fun. Anybody who's no, ever done it. it's a horrible feeling, yeah. It is a, it is a horrible feeling. You're, yeah, so uh, also... When I was doing um, 
uh, again, I'll, I'll use, use shorthanded as, as an example. I was playing a goalie. I, I've never played goalie at all in, in any sport. But anyway, trying to put on hockey gear, okay? So I get my hockey pads on and everything like that. And I can't do up my hockey pads myself. I'm just not that flexible. So there was one of the other actors beside me would tighten all my straps on my hockey, on my goalie pads and everything like that. So the one night <clears throat> I get out there and, 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 and I'd stand up and I'm thinking, I got my pads on and everything like that. And I'm thinking, this something feels into my head. Yeah. Something feels really strange. <laughs> and finally, so we're going, we finished the, the it's actually the fir- first act is finished and we're at the intermission. And I go back, I go out there and I, and I, and I'm backstage and I said, something doesn't feel right. And, and a couple of the props ladies looked down at me and she says, your pads are on the wrong leg. They're backwards. Oh, no. So, so they lay me down and, and they chase <laughs> with my pads and, and, and we go back out there for the second act and, and everything. But I mean, again, those types of things are just, like I say, it, it, it's, it's something, again, you never let the audience know that there's an issue or a problem. And, and I didn't, but uh, like I said, uh, uh, I knew there was something that just, just wasn't didn't right. right. So, yeah, it didn't feel right. And you said they, they laid you down. So did you have to, like, lay right down? Yeah, I lay down on my belly. And, and then, <laughs> and then the stage. Yeah, behind the stage. So I'm laying <laughs> down on my belly and everything like that. And, and they're undoing the straps on my legs. And then they switch the pads to the other legs. And, and they strap them all up for me. And away we went. Oh, yeah. too funny. Just sprawled out on the ground. <laughs> oh, just sprawled out. Yep. Yeah, lots of fun. The theater. Any other little stories you want to share? Um, I, I, when I was doing the, the story, uh, Affections of May, uh, I was playing this little, well, I played this nerd in, in that particular production. And I was, I was hot for, for May. And uh, she didn't want anything to do with me. Anyway, um, and I was trying to impress her with all sorts of just different things or, and um, different ways. And uh, so we were going to a costume party. And I thought it would be a good idea for my costume to come dressed as a bunny. A bunny. Ears flopping. A bunny. Well, like I said, I so... So here I, I would basically, and that was a quick change, actually. And this is why, and, and uh, rest her soul, Linda Agos was one that was uh, uh, my my dresser, I guess, you for lack of a better word. You know, probably know what that's all about. And, um, and so I would basically ru- get off the stage, run over to her, and then she would help me put this bunny suit on, this great big bunny suit and everything like that. And every night, every night before, after I got the bunny suit on and everything like that, I was supposed to make my entrance, and she'd give me a smack on the ass and say, hey, where you go? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure what the technical term is, but um, when you have uh, multiple costume changes, you typically have someone that's devoted to you that knows. You have a dress. Yeah, I guess it would be like a dresser or something like that. And Dallas, if I could just touch on one last story of, of a character that I did. Please do. Um, uh, I played uh, 
like again, theater Sarnium years ago, we don't do them so much now, but years ago, we used to do a lot of pantomimes. And it was always the Christmas show. Christmas show just seemed to be, okay, we do a Christmas show, pantomime, lots of kids in it, and, and everything like that. Well, it, I played um, in the pantomimes, I guess, and, I, and again, I, I'm only hearing this from when uh, they used to do a lot of pantomimes in England. A lot of the lead characters, uh, the men were, would play a female part, mm -hmm. a female role. So I was playing the widow Twanky in, in, uh, in the one, in the pantomime that we were doing, Jack and the Beanstalk. And, um, and I was, every time that I would make an appearance on stage, I was in a different dress or, I was in, uh, uh, you know, my hair, my wig, the wig they had on me, or, or something like that, would, would change, and, and I was, I was this over-the-top uh, uh, character, and um, almost like the, do you know uh, Dame Edna? Dame Edna? Have you no. ever heard of her? No. She's English. She uh, back in England, they they had a, a man who dressed up as as Dame Edna and. And that was the character that he played, and it was fabulous. Anyway, I tried to play that type of a, of, of a role as a Dame Edna. And, and like I said, so I would step on the stage, and I would say, and I have this new dress on. Every time I come out on stage, I have a different dress on. And then I would say to the audience, because in a pantomime, you can talk to the audience. You break that fourth wall. And I say, how do I look? You know, and... and Every time I, I was looking for the audience approval of how do I look, and uh, it, that was that was so much fun. But getting back, so every course with me having to change so often and everything like that, I had a personal dresser. You know, boom, boom, put it on, get out there, where you go. So that there's another story. So lovely having all those different dresses, but uh, maybe for you it kind of gave a little more perspective on what us ladies go through? Well, you know, it got to a point, Dallas, that I, I was even wearing uh, heels. Nice. So be impressed, if you will. Abs absolutely, because I only wear heels if it's mandatory. And even then, <laughs> uh, did you have to do the, the stockings? Um. Yes. Yes, there was. Okay. Cause yes. Those, those can be an, an even more of a nightmare than the heels. Now, but but you know, I'm saying that I I only wore the same stockings. I didn't change them every every time, oh, okay. right? I I I wore the same stockings the whole show, but it was the dresses that changed and and the wigs that changed and different things like well, that. That's good because getting in and yeah. out of stockings is not. Not a good well, time not for anybody. Not something I think I want to tackle. No. <laughs> Maybe another show someday, but well, not yet. You never know. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's super cute. Um, yeah. So are you working on any projects or um, uh, anything that you want to promote or advertise or talk about? Uh, I'm, I'm currently, well, everything is, of course, with the last 18 months has been dark. Uh, uh, although there have been some real nice variety shows. Have you seen any of the variety shows that we've, they've been doing at the theater outside? Oh, the outside shows? ones. Yeah. It's, they're fabulous. Absolutely. Fabulous. They've been, they, they've been fabulous. Well, there's a fourth one coming up and that one is, uh, uh, 
just after Thanksgiving, uh, and it's going to be inside the theater. Ooh. And yeah, so uh, I, not that I'm working on that one, but I, 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 the reason I know about that one is because I'll look after the scheduling of all the rehearsal halls for the theater oh, as well. That's a big job. Yeah, it is. So. Uh, when there was only the the summer shows or the co- summer concert that they had in there, there was only one group using it, and Brian was always and and nobody was going into the theater. Excuse me, <coughs> nobody's going into the theater other than the performers that were doing that particular show to rehearse. Brian looked after uh, all the rehearsal times and everything like that. Now that theater Cerny's announced their uh, their latest uh, season. Uh, and uh, I've, I, I'm now back involved again because now we've got to start sorting out, okay, you need rehearsal dates here, audition dates, and different things for the different productions that are happening. So I, I'm looking after that, and uh, and like I say, so now I'm looking after uh, uh, the, the next rehearsals uh, only uh, um, scheduling. Uh, for the next uh, show that's happening in October. And then, of course, we got the three other theater Sarnia shows, Barefoot in the Park, Fox on the Fairway, and uh, Something Rotten, which is going to finish up next May. So okay. we're going to... I got a meeting this week, uh, actually, with all the directors and the uh, stage managers of each of those productions, and then we'll get their schedule put together and move forward from there. So I remember... Fox on the Fairway, is that the same cast and everything? They're bringing that one back? Yeah. Luckily, that everybody that was in that one uh, is available to come back in the time slot that they're going to uh, do the next uh, run of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and unfortunately for Fox on the Fairway, Fox on the Fairway uh, had done all of the rehearsals. Uh, I'm going to say they must have done about eight weeks of rehearsing and everything oh, like that. No. And they were and they were ready to open up. Boom! The pandemic hit. Oh, shut it right down. How heartbreaking! Yeah. That would yeah, be so, so tough. So there was a, there was a lot of work that went into it, and uh, uh, thank God now that we can go back and, and and pick that up again, and and the same cast, and I and I I think everybody's agreed to come back and say, yeah, I could do it uh, at that time and everything like that. So uh, I mean. Fox on the Fairway, you, you auditioned for it back in 2019, and you get to perform in it in 2022 because oh. uh, it's going to be it's wow. going to be next year before. It, yeah, but yeah. Well, hey, like a, it like happened. Like a black right? hole of time. Um, yes. Are the other shows? Are they all cast as well, or will there be no. auditions and everything? No. Uh, there's auditions for Barefoot in the Park which again is a comedy uh, and um, that's in November, November 7th and 8th, I believe is the auditions for, for that particular show. Uh, now the art and basically I, I did say to you that the whole cast was coming back to Fox on the fairway, but they do have a, an alternative audition date if they need it. Oh, that's so good. if there's, so if there is somebody that is is unable to at the you know find out before they start rehearsing again, said I, I just can't fit into my schedule. They are going to have auditions, but I don't think it'll be for uh, like I say, majority of the parts are are cast, and it's just a matter of uh, if they need to, they'll 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 run an audition for a particular part. 
Uh, Something Rotten, which is a musical, uh, they'll will do auditions for that. Uh, that would probably be auditions in January. Uh, again, when I go to this meeting on Thursday night, I'll know more concrete dates uh, as far as uh, when auditions and rehearsals and things like that are. It wakes my heart so happy to hear that, you know, there's auditions coming up and shows coming up. It makes you feel like uh, maybe there's a light at the end of the dark, dark tunnel. Yeah, and and I'm pretty excited uh, with all the renovations and everything that have uh, been able to happen. It's been kind of like um, I've got a catch-22. I mean, yeah, we've had this pandemic. Theater's been closed for 18 months. We've had so much success with the 50-50 draw Absolutely. and everything like that. And, re- and all of a sudden, all of these uh, things that were on the checklist to do the washrooms, the box office, the the auditorium, uh, the noble, you know, all of these jobs that uh, they wanted to, uh, wish list, I guess, all of a sudden, boom, you can check them all off because now we've had the cash to do that. So, uh, and that's why I say a catch-22 or, or I guess the silver lining to the COVID is once people are going to go back in a theater uh, October, uh, they're going to see a, a, a whole remodeled, all the washrooms are done, the auditorium's going to be uh, all new seats in there and stuff like that. So I think that, I think that's exciting as well. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, me too. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, yeah. um, I so appreciate that you took some time with me. And um, is there anything else that you want to share before we... Say Uh Nothing I can think of. I think we kind of covered most of. Uh, I was rambling on here. Uh, I've loved Dallas. every minute of it. It has not been rambling in the slightest. <laughs> well, uh, so no, I, I pretty much uh, that's all. That, unless you had something you desperately needed to hear from me. Oh, and you know, when I will think of that thing at three o'clock in the morning when I'm trying to sleep, I'll go, ah, I should have asked Ron. Well, you know what? There, just when you, you throw that three o'clock in the morning thing out there, uh, that's tr- the trick I have to learning lines I is, I mean, I, I read the script and, and whatever and trying my lines and everything like that. I find when I go to bed, I don't have my script with me. I'm in bed. It's dark and everything like that. In order, instead of counting sheep, I go through my lines. Okay. And, 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 that's, how that, and that's how I can find that it, it sticks. Most of it sticks with me that way. So I go to bed Monday night. Boom. I, learn, I, I do, okay, act one, scene, uh, scene two or scene one yep. or whatever it is. And I will go through it and... Like I say, I always fall asleep, so I don't know whether I, I get to the end of that act or not. But I guess if it works for you. I feel like I'd get and, riled up, and I'd have to be up looking oh, really? at the script, and so I'm no, glad that works for you. Yeah, no, that, that, it does work for me. It, and, and then once show week comes, I mean, I'm always, I'm always doing lines then. I mean, uh, any, any, any chance I get, I'm out cutting the grass. And I'm mm-hmm. running my lines as I'm cutting the grass, you know, that type of thing. So just different stupid things, stupid ways that people do, uh, the, you know, learn their lines or, or whatever. 
it seems to come Way naturally to some, but it's definitely not for me. But I'm, I'm gobbling up all these tips so that maybe I can make it a little bit easier for myself now, in the I know, long run. I do, I, I do know a lot of people that sit down and they'll write out all their lines. Oh, okay, right, that's a good idea. Okay, as they're learning them, you know, and they'll write, okay, this is my line here, and then they write them out and everything like that. So uh, I guess as they're writing, uh, they're, it's easier for them to keep remembering what their line is. Yeah, the connection. I, I don't, uh, yeah, but I, I don't do that. Uh, like I say, I do it I do it a, a stupid way or a silly way, uh, either laying in bed or cutting the grass or, or whatever. And yeah, do it that way. It's silly if it works for you. That's the most important thing. So. Yeah, as long as I get on stage and I'm able to say something that Super sounds wise. sensible. Yeah. yeah, something that sounds Good. reasonably close to what needs to be said. <laughs> or that too, yeah. We always we always say there that the script is just a guideline. So uh, you come up there and if I if I have to say a line, I just try and get whatever out so that I know what the keyword I need to get out for the for the cue line for oh, my, yeah. the next the person. Oh yeah, the cue lines. Yeah. The cue line. That's right? the more important thing important thing That's is true. making sure everybody else knows where things are at <laughs> absolutely absolutely well thanks again it's so nice to see your face too i haven't seen you in a hundred years so yeah it's well nice it's great connect. seeing you and hearing from you and and like i say um hey we're we're, we're starting to do face-to-face -face meetings in the theater now so mm -hmm. um you know uh we're, we're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Finally, finally. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you again, and uh, enjoy your enjoy your evening. Hopefully, I'll All right, see you Dallas. soon for a play. <laughs> yeah, for oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I look forward to that. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. I Take I know care. How to shut this thing off.